You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyer. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Come to the site and check out all the good stuff we have leading into the 2023 NFL Draft, including my latest mock draft, which is a three-round edition that you can check out. And uh, we're going to borrow a little bit from that on today's show. We're looking at second and third round potential sleepers, some guys that might slip out of the first round that have that kind of talent that are going to be available as well. And these are all guys we want to put on our fantasy football radars for 2023, not just as rookies, but maybe Keeper League's long-term impact here in the NFL with production. So we want to look at all those players at the skill positions, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end that might have really nice value here. We know uh, Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick uh, early on day two. We know what type of impact he's had and a lot of other players. T. Higgins, another great example. Uh, Kenneth Walker last year just being a absolute stud for the Seahawks uh, down the stretch here. So we know this is a money place to find a lot of uh, players that are going to have fantasy football impact either right away as rookies or throughout their career. So we will examine those players and go through uh, where I have them currently going in my three-run mock draft as we explore day two. We'll get into all that on today's show. Thanks again for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen day. We're free and available to you on all platforms. So subscribe and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, we're part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. A special shout out to the everydayers that you know who you are that uh, check out our show every time we post it uh, five days a week, usually here all throughout the off season and regular season. So we appreciate you. And hopefully uh, if you're new to the podcast, you'll want to be an everydayer too. All right, let's dive right in. A lot of players to get to. And uh, I have Jameer Gibbs in the top 20 overall, but there's a chance because he's a running back and because Bijan Robinson is such a dominant force out of Texas that you only have one running back go in the first round. So that makes Jameer Gibbs an immediate hot commodity here in round two. Now it really comes down to finding a fit for Gibbs. I know there's been rumors of the Lions and Eagles in the first round tied to Bijan Robinson. Now one of those teams certainly could go after Gibbs in round two. You also have the Buffalo Bills, but one team gaining some steam here, and what I like about Gibbs is he's a complete back. He's got some explosive tendencies. He's got a little bit more juice overall than B. John Robinson. I don't know if he's as powerful straight up between the tackles, but this is a guy that you can get in space, can explode, a little bit of smaller back, compact, a little bit of Frank Gore in him, so versatility, can catch passes, can also get the yards that are there. Good uh, low runner here, so... I look at Jameer Gibbs as being an excellent running back. Uh, not too big of a drop-off from Bijan Robinson, but I have him go to the Patriots. The Patriots have made it to no secret here that they're looking for a running buddy with Ramondre Stevenson after moving on from Damian Harris. He's now with Buffalo, and that's the reason why the Bills are in the market for a power back because Harris is a guy you just simply can't trust to stay healthy. That's why the Patriots moved on. So they also have... A good familiarity with Alabama backs. It really carries over to the Raiders and Josh McDaniels, who made 
former Alabama back Josh Jacobs, the leading rusher and scrimmage leader in the NFL. So look at that. The Alabama connections all over the place here with the Patriots. Obviously, Bill Belichick and Nick Saban being good friends from a long time. So Jameer Gibbs, uh, they're going to feel very confident about taking him as a one-two punch here in their backfield to Ramondre Stevenson. Keep in mind, the Patriots are very fickle about that, but it doesn't matter where Gibbs lands. If he's in a somewhat upside role to have key touches here, he's going to be productive in fantasy football. So we're going to put him on the radar. Another player I really like is Josh Downs. Again, the open field can make things happen. I'm not saying he's going to be Tyree Kill, but he's a guy that uh, you get in space, can make some plays. It could be a little bit of Jalen Waddle in him in the second round. But I liked his production in North Carolina. I saw quite a bit of him here in the state. So I do like Josh Downs quite a bit. He's all over the field making plays. You get the ball in the open field. Can do a lot of things. He's a good return game guy. Right now, I'm going to the Jets to replace Elijah Moore. I think he would be a good fit there at 42. So one of those guys you get in space, open field, has some quickness in the slot, can stretch the field a little bit. We talked about Zay Flowers being a little bit by. Tyler Lockett, and Josh Downs has a little bit of that. I think he's a little faster. I don't think he's as complete as a receiver, but Downs, one of those guys, you just get the ball in his hands. He can make things happen. There's a little bit of Percy Harvin in him from back in the day, so do like uh, Josh Downs quite a bit. We're going to put on the radar. It really depends on the role. If he's with the Jets there to play off uh, Garrett Wilson and what Alan Lazard can do, you think there'd be some limited uh, pop from him, but I, I think overall I do like him if he can carve out a prominent role. And there's a chance, again, Lazard could just be the possession guy, and you have uh, the situation where Wilson and that uh, new receiver to replace Moore are very active here for Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. All right, then I go to Kayshawn Booty. He's a guy that we're looking at for the Seahawks. Uh, speaking of Tyler Lockett, he's getting a little bit older here. I think Booty is a little bit like Jackson Smith and the Jigba and Jordan Addison. These are first round picks. I had both those guys going or at least JSN to the Chargers and then looking at Zay Flowers to the Vikings and earlier I had Jordan Addison going to the Texans. So these are similar receivers. I think Booty is not as good as those type of guys in that type of role. But with the Seahawks, again, they'll be looking for a receiver if they don't land one of those guys at 20 overall in the first round. So Booty I've liked. I mean, it's LSU, so you feel good about that pedigree. It's uh, carried over pretty well to the highest degree with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. There are some hopes that Terrace Marshall Jr. can be special out of LSU as well. So Booty... Has the pedigree, pretty good size, quickness, route runner guy behind those three. I mentioned Addison, Jackson Smith, and the Jigba in particular, and then Flowers in the same vein. Boudet, I think, is very similar to all three of those, but in his own little package here, a little bit lesser than those players, but still someone we're going to watch. The final player we'll talk about in our first segment is Jalen Hyatt, and this guy pretty much is flat-out speedster, can stretch the field outside. We'll see if the... Browns might be interested in him. They're not picking in the first round, so someone that they could put on their radar. I know Donovan Peoples-Jones is there. But I really think he's a good fit with the Falcons because, look, their void is pretty big behind Drake London and Kyle Pitts crossing over from tight end there at wide receiver. They're trying to help those young receivers get open. That's why they got uh, Jonas Smith there to help uh, ease the blocking burden on Pitts. They need to ease the coverage burden on Drake London here. And then Matt Collins and... Scotty Miller not going to get it done here. So when you look at it, Jalen Hyatt can stretch a field, speed, command the attention of a defense deep with some 
tendencies there with safety help over the top. So Jalen Hyatt really like as a pure speecher, made a lot of plays with Hendon Hooker at Tennessee, and he's not the only wide receiver from the Volunteers we're going to talk about here on day two that can have potential fantasy football impact. But Hyatt, big playmaker, has a lot of speed. They lost Calvin Ridley. They traded him to the Jaguars, so a lot of potential there for Hyatt should he end up in Atlanta or any other team. Look at the Giants. They could use that type of player as well. A lot of teams just need a guy that can uh, take the top off of defense, and Hyatt fits that bill perfectly after Quentin Johnston goes in the first round out of TCU. All right, we will talk about uh, several more players here. In fact, I've got a good 13 more players on the radar for day two. These are also on my big board, the top 140 overall players, as well as uh, best by position. You can find those also at sportingnews.com. I'll expand that to 200 here coming up uh, before the draft. Something exciting is coming here to Locked On Fantasy Football and something exciting coming to Built.com on April 22nd. Yeah, so just around the corner here, we're uh, only a couple days away. I don't have all the details yet, but the excitement is real and it's something you won't want to miss. So make sure you check back in a couple days here for what the exciting news from Built is. If you know how Built works, they have the most incredible protein bars in the world. And don't forget about their puffs. They do these amazing flavor drops with unreal flavors in limited quantities. So there's one coming here this week. So mark your calendars and head to Built.com on Saturday, April 22nd to be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. I can't wait to see what this new flavor is. I'm sure you can't either. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON15. That's LOCKEDON15, all caps, all one word. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-1-5. And you'll get 15% off your order there at Built.com. So Exciting new flavor coming here just a couple days away. Be ready for that. And be ready to get your packs of Bilt Bars or Puffs there on Saturday. Okay, it is time to continue the show here on Locked on Fantasy Football. And we need to continue breaking down some day two sleepers. This is second and third round prospect values that could really be effective in fantasy football. Either as rookies or throughout their career, year two, year three. Rasheed Rice is next on my big board. I am going to the Giants in the second round at 57. So some of these things, when we look at the ranking of a player and where they're drafted, they're not always going to line up because teams have different needs. They're going to go after a certain flavor of player or find value to other positions. So it's really in relation to needs and what that team is made up like to go after a particular player. Well, the Giants could use just a strong, reliable, healthy Possession receiver can put up some big numbers that has some pop and some high-level production. And Rasheed Rice makes a lot of sense out of SMU. Look, they moved on from Kenny Galladay. They're bringing back Sterling Shepard, but he's not holding up. Darius Slayton is more big play threat here at best for Daniel Jones. They've got Wondell Robinson, but they're not sure how healthy he's going to be. So a lot of uh, things in flux here with the Giants receiving core. They need to go after a receiver at some point on day two. If they go in a different direction, we have them... Thinking about defense first in the front seven, either defensive tackle or linebacker. They very well could look at a wide receiver late if a Zay Jones drops there, but Rasheed Rice makes a lot of sense. Highly productive player, and I just like him. He's big, strong, can run routes well, so I'm not saying he likes it up here, but there's a little bit of a Keenan Allen potential in him because he can just catch a lot of passes, and remember, Keenan Allen was a second-round pick and really smashed it for the Chargers, so... Something to look at with Rasheed Rice. All right, I have then Luke Musgrave. This tight end class, as we mentioned, is very, very deep. You have uh, 
Darnell Washington potentially having an impact with the Cowboys as well in this round. So these are the two tight ends to watch in round two. I had Dalton Kincaid going in the first round to the Bengals late there, as well as Michael Mayer in the middle of the round to the Packers. So next year, there's quite a few. Musgrave here going to the Commanders. I don't necessarily like Washington to have a big impact because he's a natural blocker that needs to develop a little bit of receiver. So it makes sense in uh, Dallas to replace Dalton Schultz there with uh, Jake Ferguson and Peyton Hendershot. But Luke Musgrave, he could have a bigger impact here for the commanders. Logan Thomas just cannot stay on the field healthy. He's had his moments there. They need to move on. They've got young quarterback there in Sam Howell. If not, it's going to be Jacoby Brissett, who likes to run at a tight end. We saw what David Njoku did. So they need a player, again, much like uh, Brissett had with Amari Cooper and Don Peoples-Jones to play off those two receivers. I think you see some similarities there between those receivers, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson, and getting a third option at tight end. So Luke Musgrave could definitely have an impact here. He's a very uh, good, well-rounded receiver here for the Commanders, and they do need to think about tight end for sure this early in the draft in round two or round three. Devin Achain is next on my list here. So we looked at a couple tight ends. So going back to running back. Achain is a, a very good uh, this change of pace runner. I think the Titans could use him not just as maybe that replacement for Dontrell Hilliard. They had a couple years ago there to play off Derrick Henry. But Henry is breaking down a little bit. I don't see enough out of Hassan Haskins yet to believe that he can be a reliable guy. They've cycled through Darrington Evans as well. We've been looking at different guys to be that ultimate handcuff. It ended up being Dante Foreman just a couple years ago, but now he's bounced to the Panthers and now the Bears. So maybe it's better to have the change of pace, add a little more receiving dynamic to your backfield, the way that Hilliard provided. And Hilliard had some good value, we know, when Henry went down a couple years ago playing off Foreman. So something to look at. He could take over this backfield. There's also rumors of the Titans uh, moving on Derrick Henry here. So that would uh, also put any running back that they take on the radar here. But change of pace, a little bit different receiving forward, but I could see this Titans offense blowing itself up and going a different direction. I'm really excited about the next guy to break down. It's Roshan Johnson out of Texas. His teammate, Bijan Robinson, getting a lot of hype in the first round. And among those teams interested, the Lions, Eagles, and Bills. The Bills, however, do have a pretty good back that they took last year in James Cook, Dalvin's brother. Good change of pace, good receiving skills. They did uh, take a chance on Harris to just have some power back there to replace Devin Singletary, but Roshan Johnson would be perfect. The power back, they can finish pretty well here. He could be their version of Jamal Williams, where it's a high-powered offense. He gets chances to score. Good red zone finisher. Can hold up more durably than Damian Harris. And James Cook can just be that uh, change of pace receiving back here. They don't want to put too much of a burden here. So when I look at Roshan Johnson, that could be a good avenue for the Bills to go if they don't simply say, okay, we're going to go Robinson Gibbs with the workhorse and say we have Cook. We've got an option here in Harris. Let's just go for a power back that we feel very comfortable with. And Roshan Johnson would be that player. We said there was another Tennessee receiver coming and that's the Volunteers. So Jalen Hyatt, we had gone to the Falcons. This is a different type of receiver in Cedric Tillman. He's kind of a technician, can stretch the field a little bit, play on the outside, play on the inside. This is a good fit for the Colts, who lost Paris Campbell in free agency. He was the guy that went to the Giants, so that's another reason the way they would want Rasheed Rice, a little bit of a stronger, more sturdy player there to replace and be more effective for Galladay in that offense uh, there. And look at... The change of pace of uh, Paris Campbell, the quickness there inside. So, so Tillman can provide some of that. They can also use 
Michael Pittman Jr., as we know, is a big slot if they want to go in that, use some versatility with Tillman. So a little bit more technician, can make his own big plays as well out of Tennessee, but I have him going in the third round of the Colts, Cedric Tillman. And finally, we cannot forget about this other Tennessee player. I think there's a good chance Hendon Hooker is going to be overdrafted. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I just think that teams are going to panic and see that the top three quarterbacks are gone early there in Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson. Someone's going to jump up on Will Levis. So that's going to leave Hendon Hooker and then the massive drop-off where we're not trusting Aiden O'Connell or Tanner McKee. I think Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Malik Cunningham, some of these guys have some potential. But then in terms of the starter that you feel comfortable with, a big arm with accuracy that you feel like you can develop into a starter, I think it ends at Hendon Hooker. So a team might be willing, again, to take their chance on him in the first round. I think he's more of a second-round prospect. But I do have him going higher on the board now than I had. I had him maybe as a third rounder, but now Hendon Hooker, as he's cleared some injury hurdles and he's got the big arm and the accuracy and the real production in the SEC for Tennessee, makes a lot of sense as the Titans fall back at 41 if they don't move up from a number 11 overall to get their quarterback and go that direction. They can stay in the state, go from Nashville to Knoxville, get Hendon Hooker, change the dynamic of their offense to push the ball downfield. We have Devin Chain. He got in the third round potentially there as a change of pace back that they can look at. If Hendon Hooker, maybe a playoff trail on Burks in the first round. They can think about getting Quentin Johnson who fits really well. So that would make sense if uh, Hyatt is kind of like Johnson to stretch the field. Hooker work with Hyatt at Tennessee. So all these things could line up where Tennessee kind of blows up the offense, especially again if Derrick Henry's on the move. All bets are off. You could see a completely different more wide-open style of offense from the Titans here, especially if they move on with Hooker over Ryan Tannehill and Malik Willis as their starting quarterback. Okay, there you have it. There you have a look at uh, six more sleepers from days two in the draft uh, and really second and third round here that we're looking at. A good wide range of outcomes for these players, but good landing spots are important as well as the talent of these players to produce in fantasy football. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Every day, if you're one of those, don't forget we will look at the late round sleepers. We'll look at rounds four through seven, kind of mash those up here, players that you should think about there. So a few guys to pull out that we're going to look at because we know that round can have a lot of impact. We saw, of course, with the 49ers the last two years, Elijah Mitchell was pretty huge. Then you had uh, Brock Purdy in the seventh round as Mr. Relevant come through. So we'll definitely break down those players. Uh, Check it out. There, we'll look at our late round sleepers rounds four through seven there for you to close the week here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. Okay, it is time to close the show and look at uh, seven more guys that I have on my big board that potentially can go by the third round in my mock draft here. We look at Tank Bigsby, good uh, power back. You don't get called Tank if you're not a power back, but Falcons may need some help for Tyler Algier if they don't trust Cordero Patterson to stay healthy, a little bit older, if they want to use him a little bit more at receiver to help. So Tank Bigsby makes a lot of sense. He can be a nice direct replacement for Algier, who had some durability issues. Algier was very productive last year, but maybe one-two punch with Bigsby in there somewhere we're going to look. Marvin Mims, uh, if he can get in that key role for the Cowboys, and Brand Cooks produces everywhere he goes, but maybe Michael Gallup fades a little bit. Watch out for Marvin Mims. He's a big playmaker with the ball in his hands, can stretch the field. Also out of Oklahoma, they love CeeDee Lamb, of course, as their number one. So someone to look at there, Ian Marvin Mims. I do like him. He, he's a, that dual big play guy where you put him 
into the open field after the catch can make things happen, or you just have him stretch your field. So a little bit of DJ Moore in Marvin Mims that you can look at to be a potential sleeper. Moore, of course, being a first-round pick of the Panthers, now moving on to the Bears. But Mims, watch out for him covering out a key role here in a year or two. Doesn't matter if he goes to Cowboys or another place. But you look at those big playmakers. We talked about Johnston in the first round, Hyatt. And now Mims plays into that as well here in round three, most likely. Sam Laporta, the Lions need a tight end. He's from Iowa, so good pipeline there with George Kittle and TJ Hawkinson, the former Lions. So Laporta has also been tied to the Dolphins. There are a lot of uh, teams that are looking at him as well. The Lions, of course, traded Hawkinson to the rival Vikings last year at the trade deadline. So they'll be in the market for Laporta. They have some other guys, Brock Wright and some guys that they've worked in. But Laporta could put them over the top as a guy who can uh, be impactful as a complete tight end for them in the vein of Hawkinson more so than fellow first rounder of Denver. Now it's Seattle, uh, Noah Fant. The Seahawks need maybe a power backup. They've got DJ Dallas behind uh, Kenneth Walker at running back here. So they moved on. Travis Homer is no longer there in Seattle. Uh, Rashad Penny wasn't re-signed. So it's time to think about a power back straight up that can help Kenneth Walker and Charbonnet. Zach Charbonnet would be right there to be that ideal handcuff. Walker's had some durability issues, but again, if you have a workhorse and go in that direction, you want to think about the guy that can be key number two in Zach Charbonnet. By way of UCLA, formerly of Michigan, is someone to look at. The Chargers might need to think about replacing Austin Eckler soon. He's had some wear and tear. He's also looked for a trade this year. Zach Evans would be the Austin Eckler type that they can look at for a potential replacement. So I do like him in that type of role, receiving dedicated role that can have an impact and also build out bigger red zone role the way that Eckler did as an undrafted free agent out of northern Colorado. All right, let's go to... uh, the commanders are potentially looking at Tank Dell. This is interesting because Tank Dell is a little guy that can actually make plays. He's not like Tank Bigsby, the running back, and Nathaniel Dell is his full name. He can get the open field, make things happen. We talked about Josh Downs being that type of player for the Jets. Well, I think the commanders could use that type of player, maybe move on from Curtis Samuel. I think another team that would be in this market is the 49ers. I'm not sure they're tied too much to give Brandon Ayuk a big deal, especially after they paid Demo Samuels, so something to look at. Dell's a little bit of a diminutive dasher. You get him in the open field, so a little bit of Samuel in him, a little bit of downs in him, that type of player. So I do like him just because he can move around as a chess piece here and have some potential with his speed and quickness. And finally, we've got a Jaden Reed. This is a player that the 49ers should have on their radar quite a bit. Again, they've been looking at Juwan Jennings and those type of players who are Kind of compliment Debo Samuel and Ayuk, but now you look at Jaden Reed, good technician out of Michigan State. We saw Jalen Naylor go. He's not a bad player, but still needs more of an opportunity to play for the Vikings here. But Jaden Reed, pretty underrated receiver, a little bit like Rasheed Rice. You just get him open, and he's going to make some plays and rack up some catches here. So 49ers have on the radar, but 49ers commanders could getting could be getting some. Uh, receiving depth here in this round. So it gets a little tougher there if you go third and fourth receivers to really have that fancy football impact. But some of these moves here, of course, in round two and round three are with a year or two down the line in mind. Thanks again for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen every day. Every dayers, uh, and uh, those of you who want to be every dayers, tomorrow on the show, again, we'll look at 
Sleepers in rounds four through seven in the real 2020 NFL draft that can have real impact in fantasy football that we're going to keep our eye on and put them on the radar here and as names we need to know for what they did in college and what they could do in the NFL. So good stuff there. Check it out. For Locked On Fantasy Football, this has been Vinny Iyer. This has been a look at the round two and round three sleepers on day two for fantasy football that you need to know. And we'll come back tomorrow. Again, looking at more draft talk here to close the week. One week away from the picks going down for real here in Kansas City.